Hey, welcome back to Travel Time. We're continuing our discussion of Yellowstone. As you may have heard in the last episode, we talked a little bit about our, where we were staying at the Old Faithful Snow Lodge, some of the places we ate on the first couple days, and talked about visiting the geyser and geothermal pe- features sections of the park. If you've been to Yellowstone, you know that it's like having several national parks in one because there's some areas of the park that are just completely different looking from other parts of the park. So every day was kind of a different section. On the next day, we went to the canyon area for the uh, canyon of the Yellowstone and decided to check out that area. We drove to the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone by going north and then east out of Old Faithful area and planned to return south and west so that we could kind of see some more areas we hadn't seen at the end, see Hayden Valley, see Lake Yellowstone, and then plan to cap off the day with dinner at the Old Faithful Inn. So we left fairly early, um, had kind of an early breakfast, and it took us about an hour to get there through the middle of the figure eight. If you haven't been to Yellowstone, when you're planning getting around there, just plan that it takes you longer than you might just kind of estimate because the park is huge. And so it just takes a while to get from one place to another. So this was one of the shorter excursions out we had where we we only took a little over an hour. We were lucky there was not very much traffic on the way there. There was quite a bit of congestion right as we were leaving the area, but I'll touch on that later. So we start, we decided to start with North Rim Drive. And that way that would put us, if we going into North Rim Drive would put us in Canyon Village around lunchtime. So hopefully it was going to be good timing. We stopped almost immediately after we got on North Rim Drive and hiked to the lower falls of the Yellowstone. It's about 0.8 miles out and back, and it is very heavily trafficked, so just be ready. It has a fairly good-sized parking lot, so we didn't have any trouble finding a spot. As as you notice, at some places I've mentioned, that's been a big issue. At least at the time of day we were there, that was not a huge issue. But we'll note, there are signs that warn you of this at the top, that it's a pretty strenuous trail. It's very steep. Um, On the way down, it's not a big deal. Um, But on the way back, if you're not in decent shape, um, a lot of people were really struggling. There were a lot of people that probably should not have gone down the trail and were having a lot of trouble getting back up. We were most, some of us were in really good shape, like my runner, and some of us were in more moderate shape. It was pretty um, challenging at some points for like those of us in less good shape, but And we saw, like I said, we saw many, many people not just stopping, but like looking like they might be having serious trouble. So just want to give that warning in case you have people in your party that are mobility challenged or that are really out of shape. This, this will be a very hard trail for them. The other piece I would say is wear appropriate shoes because of the steepness of it. It's good to have shoes that are stable and not just like flip flops, things like that. Uh, You'll just have a lot easier time. It's basically several switchbacks that go down the hill. It's heavily shaded because it's in the it's in the trees. The view at the bottom is from the top of the lower falls, so it's a very unique view. And you basically get to this small little platform and can look over the falls and and look down through the canyon and see the length of the canyon of Yellowstone. It's a very nice view. Um, it is a small platform, so most people go down there, spend a little bit of time, and then start the hike back up. Um, we definitely recommend it in spite of the, <laughs> the strenuous nature of it, it's, it's a great view and it was definitely worth the time. The, um, one fun thing, we exited the trail and we were stopping to refill water bottles and use the facilities right across from the trailhead. 
and there's a fence right next to the sidewalk as you go into the facility, the restrooms and things. And there was a bison just laying down asleep next to the fence. And <laughs> there were a lot of kids that were getting really close to it. And like, I was afraid we could reach out and pet it, but they did not. So definitely we're getting way too close to it though. But thankfully the fence was there to hopefully help. If you do go to Yellowstone, no, you should be, you should not approach animals, even if they're that close to a fence, because most of the injuries at Yellowstone are caused by bison and elk attacks, not by bears and mountain lions and things like that. So while they sit, while they appropriately warn you to be careful of bears and, you know, keep your distance and all of that, they will also tell you to keep your distance from bison and elk and things like that. They are herbivores and they're not going to necessarily eat you, but they will maul you or especially when they have young with them, they're not going to tolerate you up in their space. So just be aware Google bison attack videos if if you want to see <laughs> some examples of people who have gotten way too close to them. We drove along the rest of that North Rim Trail and went up to Inspiration Point, which is not that much further down the road. There is a little trail you can take that gets to what I, a little bit beyond Inspiration Point Lookout, but it was under construction when we were there. There was a lot of construction in this whole area. So there were several things we couldn't do. So I just maintained that we need to come back again. But that we couldn't go any further, but we could go to Inspiration Point and it gives you a nice view of the falls looking back at the falls. So you can see that. We stopped there for a few minutes and it was just a viewpoint. So there wasn't really a lot to walk around, things like that there, but it was about lunchtime. So we headed over to Canyon Village, which is basically just like right across the street and down the road a tiny bit. And we sat, we went in there to get lunch and we also wanted to check out the visitor center. So we hopped in there. Most options are at this place called the eatery. They have a place that's called like slow fast food or fast slow food. I can't, I can't remember. We ate at Fresh Walks. So it had a pretty good line, but it moved pretty quickly. And they had three basic options, which is a three, three item plate, a four item plate or a kid's plate, which is basically just a smaller version of the three item plate. And the prices range from like $11 to like 16, depending on which plate, which plate you have. The kids one was like eight fifty, I think eight twenty five. I highly recommend this one just because you're picking one of the three sizes, but then people in your family can add or not add things that they want. So they have the base is rice or noodles. And then the walks are tempura chicken, flank steak, or tofu. And so like a three item bowl included a base of veggie and a walk. And the four item added another walk item. So basically another meat or tofu. And then you can add as many sauces as you want. So they had an escalbi or a spicy peanut. And then they had toppings. You could add whatever toppings you wanted, like peanuts, chame noodles, crispy jalapenos, um, green onions, things like that. I will also say we tried the lemon layer cake and it was very good. So we, after a nice meal there and the nice thing, the dining room looked out over kind of a little area of forest. So it was just kind of a nice view while we were eating, but we walked over to the ranger center afterwards. And this was our favorite ranger center. There are several ranger centers in Yellowstone, but this one was our favorite. It has a lot of information on the geology of the area. Particularly, they have really good displays explaining the Yellowstone caldera and the super volcano eruptions through time. So it was, to me, it was really fascinating. They have this one area where they showed the volume of Mount St. Helens eruption. And then right next to it, they use the same 
scale measure for how many cubic feet that Matash was and showed how much the two major eruptions of the Yellowstone caldera were. And it, the difference was amazing, especially for someone like me who remembers when Mount St. Helens erupted and all the talk. And it also had some really good displays that showed the difference in the cloud cover or the ash cover when Mount St. Helens erupted versus the two supervolcano ex- eruptions. It also helped to kind of explain how some of the features came to be both with the glaciation and with the volcanic activity. And just, I, I would definitely check it out. It helps to kind of put it all into perspective because you read all the signs through the park about these different things that happened and caused the different features. But that particular visitor center does a really nice job of helping to explain it visually in relation to things that have happened more recently to make it a little bit more um, just able to put your hands around what actually happened and how big it was because they keep saying it's big, but it, I don't think until I went there, I realized just how big. So definitely recommend that. We only had time to check out, it has two floors and we only checked out the first floor because we were reading so much about and looking at so many of those displays. We didn't have time to go upstairs, which was not a bad thing um, just because it was so interesting. We went on down to the South Room Drive after lunch And Uncle Tom's Trail, in a common theme for this section of the park, was under construction. And that is the trail that actually has like a little staircase that goes down so you can look back at the falls from fairly close up. We couldn't do any of that, so that's on my list for another time. But we did drive all the way to the end of the South Room Trail and stopped at Artist Point. The parking lot was swamped, but we did manage to snug a spot and it looked like most people were able to get one. They just, there wasn't a lot to choose from. Artist Point is the spot where kind of the iconic pictures of the Grand Canyon of the Yellowstone are. So if you've ever seen like that picture where off in the distance, there are a couple waterfalls and at the Yellowstone Canyon, you're looking down the length of it. It was probably taken at Artist Point because it's exactly that picture. So we went there. It felt like every picture we took looked like a postcard uh, because it was was just really a nice view of the canyon. They also have a lot of ranger talks there. There's a little kind of like campfire circle back behind where the main viewpoint is, and they have routine ranger talks. So they had one when we were there about the animals that live in the canyon area, and they had a list of some of the ones that were coming up, and they had different things like talking about the vegetation around, talking about the geology of the area. It just depends on what time you go. Um, it's also a nice place to rest and relax and see that. There's also a trailhead there for, for a trail that goes up to Point Sublime. We didn't take that one on this trip because we had a couple other things we still wanted to see. So we drove back and parked right as you enter South Rim Drive. There's a very small picnic area as you're entering South Rim Drive. It's on the right. But as we were exiting, it was on our left. And it's basically a little bit across from where the Uncle Tom's parking is, but closer to the intersection. So we stopped there. It's also a trailhead to a trail that goes to Wapiti Lake, but we crossed the bridge that was on the road that crossed the Yellowstone River. And we followed the Yellowstone River along a trail that ended up being a trail that linked into the Upper Falls viewpoint. The nice piece is, I think it's a road (laughs) inside of a trail. I'm not entirely sure it was a trail, but there was no one else on this road. So we, the four of us just walked down this really picturesque walk, which was a paved walk with trees overhanging it along the Yellowstone River. It was a really pleasant walk and very weird to be in Yellowstone all by yourself with no one around because that just doesn't happen very often. And when we got to the end, sort of the end, there was the Upper Falls Trail switchbacking down 
a lot less steep than the lower falls trail, but a little bit of switchback and a really awesome view of the, I mean, you felt like you could reach out and touch the waterfall. You were so close and the waterfall is just rushing by right in front of you. Fantastic view. I think personally of the waterfall itself, it's probably the better view. The difference is that the lower fall view, you can look all the way down, all the way down the canyon. The upper fall view, you can't see as far down the canyon because of vegetation and stuff, but it is a great view of the waterfall itself. We hiked down there and then came back up and took our trail with no one on it all the way back to the car and just kind of enjoyed the weather was uh, a little bit cooler that day but especially since we were in a very shaded trail it was a lot cooler on the trail so that was very nice as well we headed south out of Southroom trail and down towards hayden valley we were on our way back to the hotel so we weren't staying very late in this region because we did have a dinner reservation at old faithful inn we went through hayden valley first and we stopped several times to uh, we planned to step several times to kind of look at wildlife, but we barely got out of the canyon area before we were in our first bison jam of the trip. And I say first, because if you go to Yellowstone and you're not in a bison jam, you probably weren't in Yellowstone very long, or I don't know where you were driving. Fortunately for us, the bison didn't stay still for very long. They were on the move and crossing the street. So we were able to continue on. We saw bison, of course, elk and pronghorn. We were there in early July and we also got to see several of the uh, baby bison, which are called red dogs. And lots of them were still very much red red and tiny. So it's very cute. We also had our first views of Lake Yellowstone on the way back because after Hayden Valley, we followed Lake Yellowstone along the southern edge of the park before turning north again to Old Faithful. We did get to stop. There was a little isthmus that you could stop and walk out on. So we stopped and checked that out. Back at Old Faithful, we actually got back with about an hour to kill. It was a little over an hour coming back that way. And again, the traffic wasn't that bad, so that was nice. But I think it was like an hour and 20 minutes. It's a little bit longer to go south and east than it was, or south and west than it was to go north and east. So basically, the boys and I decided that there was time to watch Grand Geyser erupt again. <laughs> and uh, my husband took a rest. But this was the time that I mentioned on the last episode where Grand Geyser ex- erupted for close to 30 minutes because it just started, kept starting over. And the smaller geysers especially just kept going and going and going to the point where we actually had to leave before it was entirely finished because we had to get to our reservations. The one thing I will note about the Old Faithful Inn and reservations, you need them. They take them in the summer. You definitely need them. People were coming up and asking about availability and everyone got the same answer that I heard while we were waiting for our table. There aren't any. So we made ours, you can reserve, the earliest you can reserve is one year out, but that's only if you're staying at Old Faithful Inn itself. We were staying at a different hotel, the Old Faithful Snow Lodge, so we could reserve two months out. And I didn't have any problem getting availability two months out, although I couldn't get any day I wanted. They only had one... I think they had two of the four days available that we were going to be at the park. So just be aware that if you want to eat there, and it is a nice place to eat, it's a very beautiful restaurant. And just being in the inn, if you're not staying in it, is also, it's nice to be able to see that inn because it's kind of an iconic structure within the park. Know that you have to make reservations. I suppose if you're there for like five days, you could call them on the first day to see if there's any opening. But from what I understand, that's really kind of rolling the dice. We had the buffet when we ate there. The food was good, but a couple issues, it wasn't always as hot as it could be, and they weren't real quick to replenish things. So there were several times you went up and several of the um, chafing dishes were empty, 
um, which in theory would be good because the food would be fresh, but it would take them a really long time to fill them up. There is not an appreciable price savings by going with a buffet over ordering off the menu. And in some cases, the buffet is more, not less. So if I was going back, I would definitely order off the menu instead of the buffet. We've all found something we wanted on the buffet. That wasn't an issue, but it definitely was more of a, we probably would have had a hot meal all together and just kind of stayed there rather than having to worry about watching for them to bring back the thing we wanted to try. So just my two cents, the buffet runs about $31.50, both, and I think it's $11.50 for kids. Neither of my children qualify as kids, or we would have made out like bandits on the buffet because they eat a ton. But as teenagers, they basically were on the other price. So that that was the night. We had a we had a great day at the canyon. We were lucky because it wasn't an overly hot day. And the canyon is surprisingly shaded for canyons. Other canyons we've been to are more out in the sun. So that part was nice as well. I would highly recommend getting to this part of the park. It's just really pretty. If you like to hike, there are a lot of nice trails around there. Just enjoy the area. The next episode, we will be talking about the Mammoth area, basically the Travertine Terraces. Uh, We also visited the Roosevelt area and took an Old West dinner cookout and also visited Tower Falls. So we'll have all that in our next episode of Travel Time. But until then, happy travels.